0: Alright, let's adjust the mics now. Hello, 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 Ruth Hello,
1: hello, hello, Troy. Hello back. Hey. Hey. How you doing? I'm good. Give me some talk. I am giving you some talk. I gave some talk before too. Gave you a little lip. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> Definitely. Give me lip. There's no doubt about it. Okay, so, shit, I should just do the podcast from here, huh? Let everybody know how you just admit it. You give me lip. I gave you lip. I didn't say I give you lip. I gave
1: you some just a little bit ago. That's actually
0: funny. (laughs) I'm I'm actually starting the podcast like this. Go for it. I am. (laughs) This way, the audience—the ones that thats they, they write in because they love Little Ruth Ann. They think she's so innocent to everything. I think maybe we
1: did not get any of those
0: kind of. Well, I'm thinking people are <laughs> thinking. Okay. okay, so we haven't officially got that letter yet. <laughs> but but I'm thinking possibly the the uh, people are thinking that you're innocent of everything, and you just admitted literally that you give lip. So, um, Lippy girl,
1: I said that. I
0: gave you lip <laughs>
1: yeah. a little bit ago. You give
0: me trouble, believe me. <laughs> All right. So trucking.
1: Trucking. That's what we're here for, not my lips.
0: <laughs> All right. Um, so um, it, real quick, just wanted to, we told a story last week about a driver that had been um, killed mm-hmm. in a truck accident. Right. And I didn't get quite, because it was like a really kind of choked up um. Video, in fact, or uh, not video, but podcast, there was a lot of people that wrote in that said, hey, you know, really, I'm sorry about the driver and rest in peace. I mean, really, we got a lot of emails and so, I, but I never got to finish because, you know, like I said, it was a little bit of an emotional podcast, so I never got to finish and tell everybody how he was killed. And I wanted to just kind of mention when he had left home, okay, in the story, it said that he was uh, on that blind curb that was mentioned. The curve? hmm Rather. Um, and what happened was he was going out, you know, away from home, and another driver in a four-wheeler had um, been flying around the curve and went into his lane, and he literally, I guess, you know, you don't know what is on his mind, but he swerved away. Uh, you know, and basically saved the guy's life. Ended up going over a bank and wrecking, and that's how he was killed. So sad time uh, in in the uh, podcast, and I wanted to let everybody know, you know, what actually had played out in that accident. But yes, to everybody. Uh, thank you for all the emails and, and the messages on Facebook and everything you guys have sent us. We surely appreciate everybody that writes in all the time. Ruth, onward we go. Uh, moving on.
1: Moving on. Moving
0: on to this week. What's up with this week? How about we take a break first? <laughs> drivers if you're looking for a local home everyday driving job apply with carter lumber today they have positions for class a and class b local drivers they can take experienced drivers students and non-cdl drivers with over 160 locations chances are they have a position for you So go to carterlumber.com forward slash talk CDL and apply today. Again, that's carterlumber.com forward slash talk CDL. Thank you. Hey, drivers. Are you sick of watching the other drivers bypass the weigh station while you are held up going through yourself? Well, download DriveWise today at www.drivewise.com. Dot com. That's D-R-I-V-E-W-Y-Z-E dot com. And start bypassing the scales yourself. If you're a small carrier, an owner-operator, or even a big fleet looking for something better, check out DriveWise today. And remember, there's no equipment, no transponders needed when you're using DriveWise. Check them out for a free download at www.drivewise.com. D-R-I-V-E-W-Y-Z-E dot com. All right, we are back. So uh, I wanted to bring something up, which is pretty cool. Um, you know what the PSP is now, right? Yes. Okay, so the PSP is, is a, um, a program that is used by DOT that is a reporting service by all your, your DOT um, accidents, um inspections and even driver tickets, Ruth Right. Go on the PSP, whether it's a ticket Or a warning. Don't
1: inspect. Did you mention inspections like when they just get a regular inspection?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So when a driver gets an inspection and, and why, why is that a good thing? Actually. So let's, let's talk about it. But actually I wanted to mention, and and we'll bring that up here in just a second inspections. But I wanted to mention, here's what it says. says the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration is now offering a free pre-employment screening program monitoring service that will let drivers know of any changes made to their safety records. So um, it, it, it's important for a driver to know what's on their PSP, their, their uh, reporting service, especially when they're going to get a job. Well, yeah, it's important. Right. It says the FM, FMCSA recently announced that drivers only can sign up for an optional, optional, sorry, free monitoring service that will send an email to a driver at any time their PSP record changes. Drivers, I recommend this for every one of you. Um, according to the FMCSA, the, to enroll in the service, drivers will need to log into PSP and go to the driver dashboard, then click on Enroll in PSP Monitoring. The PSP report is a safety record maintained by the FMCSA that includes a truck driver's five-year crash and three-year roadside inspection history, what you just brought up. Yes. The FMCSA says the PSP is designed to assist the motor carrier industry in assessing individual operators' crash and serious safety violation history as a pre-employment condition. It says the PSP record displays the motor carrier for which the driver was operating for at the time of the crash or inspection. Now, why is that important for drivers? First off, it it it, it really should let a driver know there are so many reports. You know, you know what's funny about truckers, Ruthann? It's so regulated, it's unbelievable.
1: I know. I mean, you have not only your MVR, but your PSP
0: also. And your ha- higher right, which is DAC. You have right. 10th Street. All these companies keep... Re- I'm telling you, a driver's history is worse than herpes. It never leaves you. They say herpes is with you for life. I know, but... You don't like the comparison? No.
1: No, I really don't. I don't think drivers like the comparison either. I'm just
0: saying, remember Eddie Murphy said, it's like luggage, (laughs) never leaves you. But anyways, no, what I'm getting... No, I don't remember that either, but that's okay. What I'm getting at, though, is drivers... It's like there's no hiding nothing. If you've worked for a company, and you get an inspection while you're driving for that company, let's let's get. I'm going to give you an example. Let's say you drive for a company, and you have a falling out with them. Maybe you're there, say three weeks, and you get into an argument. Maybe you abandon the truck. Maybe you get into a fight. Maybe you do something really stupid, and you know. If I put these people down on my job history, they're going to give me a really bad reference and I probably won't get another job or I'll have a hard time getting a job. And so you leave this particular company off of your resume because you're a trucker and you're so regulated. Everybody wants to know your business. I'm just saying, it's just crazy because you're a truck driver and and because of reporting services like the PSP and like DAC and like um, uh, 10th Street and everything that goes on your record, it's hard to hide these things. So what happens is a carrier, you apply with a carrier for a job and they run what's called the PSP and that three-week company you worked at, they see, oh, he had an inspection with – this particular company, but he didn't put it down on his resume. And so then they pick up the phone and they call that company and then the company says, well, here's why he's not here. We fired him. Whatever the case is. I'm just saying, this is one of the reasons why to keep your nose clean in this industry, Ruthann.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's there's a couple of reasons why PSP came around. And um, one of them is because they wanted to be able to um, make the driver accountable for his pre-trips and his post-trips, and that was one of the reasons why they wanted to. Because if you think about it, half the time with a driver would say, "Oh, well, I left them because their equipment was so poor." Well, these inspections in the past, the driver, the company paid for the inspections, or they were supposed to, and and any you know any fines that they had gotten for for those types of things or the overweights, the company was supposed to help the driver by paying for them. Well, now that generally doesn't happen because the driver is supposed to be taking care of that. And they wanted the drivers to be accountable for making sure that the equipment was operate, operatable, operatable, drivable in a very smart, smart way. Or legally. Yes.
0: (laughs) So, okay. Okay. I didn't know where you were going with that. So what you're saying is the, um, part of it was designed to keep the companies in check by fining or giving the drivers a bad inspection instead of the company itself. Even though the company still gets part of it, the driver now is risking his own rec- references and records by driving for a company with that. Bad- yeah, I get what you're saying there. But what I'm, what I'm really, and I want to go back to where I was at here, um, the PSP, the, the new alerting system that they're doing is a good thing for a driver because now a driver is aware. See most of these drivers when they apply for a job, they're not aware of what everybody's saying about them. They're not aware of what is, is 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 being found right. in their name. Right. And many drivers I've talked to over the years you know they they fill out an application and let's just say for example they put five jobs down in the last 3 years well you pull their dac record which is higher right and you pull their psp and then you call the driver back and you say hey um, there's three other jobs you didn't put down uh, abc company def company and and billy bob's trucking you never you never put them down on your application but it shows you were inspected right so the company has had access to that now the driver, if he signs up for these free alerts, every time there's a change on his PSP record, he's going to get an alert email. And he's going to, for example, he'll go in the email if he just was inspected by, you know, say he was pulled over in Kansas and he was inspected uh, a roadside. Probably that day or whenever it goes into the system, okay, it goes on maybe P- within 30 days. Yeah, whatever the case is. If it's, you know, and I don't know how quickly. It goes you know, it depends on the inspecting officer, I guess, till they put it in the system. But once it goes in that system, the driver is now going to get an alert. So, so he'll know, okay, and, and I'm not t- trying to teach drivers how to cheat on their application, but at the same time, they could better themselves by knowing, okay, this is already on my inspection, the, the company's going to know um, that I work there. So you might as well, you know, put it down. Be prepared. Yeah. Be prepared.
1: Whether it be, and there, here's another thing. There's been times where I've talked to drivers, and they were worked for, say, Troy's Trucking, right? Yeah. Well, then after they do, you know, after with PSP or whatever, they never really know that Troy's Trucking was also DBAing, doing business as Austin Trucking, where all of the, you know, which would be like the mother company. And then that had its own DOT. So they never realized that the DOT number or the MC number was a slightly different, underneath a different company because, you know, they just never really knew that. Because sometimes companies don't tell them, especially some of these smaller ones, that they might have, you know, everything licensed underneath one company, but they have all these little umbrellas underneath it. And drivers never knew that. But you got to think of the PSP being like a credit report. You will not know every single thing on it Unless you pay attention to it
0: mm-hmm well here's and and what's what's I wrote down here this now it can help you or it can hurt you mm-hmm. so we just mentioned what how it can hurt you if you mess up at a company and you don't put them down in your application it's gonna hurt you because when they pull your PSP they're gonna see it anyways. but here's how it can help you and and you just mentioned one of the ways it can help you but here's another one a lot of these like little companies that um, you drivers work for, right they go out of business and 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 maybe, maybe you were there as a 1099 driver and you don't have tax records even, or whatever the case is, okay? Right. Or maybe, here's another example. Maybe the company isn't getting back to, you You know, I'm sorry, maybe the company won't return a reference to the company. Um, you now now will be able to go on PSP, right? And, and know, okay, this company went out of business, but I was inspected there. So now the company that's trying to hire you, they can see that, yes, you did work there. They can check the clearinghouse, which is another good thing. Even though the clearinghouse is really taking a lot of people out smoking weed, it's also a good thing because it shows, you know, um, companies that you can – if if you know that you did a drug screen for a company and you, you know, have that down on your application, you sign off on it and it'll show – you know, whether you had any drug failures or not. And so you'll know because now it's not the trucking company that has to report any drug failures, it's the doctor. Therefore, knowing in the last so many years, that also would be in there if you failed the drug screen. So I know, comp- and the reason I say is because companies need to get accident reports and they need to get um, drug and alcohol history on each driver. But if you can prove, okay, in the PSP, it shows he worked for ABC Company. And when we look in his clearinghouse, there's no drug failure under ABC Company. So obviously we know he didn't have any failed drug screens at that company. You can put two and two together and hire the guy in that respect.
1: Right. Especially like some of these drivers that are like, well, they paid me with cash. I didn't get pay stubs. Right. I didn't get any of this. This kind of was under the table type of situation. But if you're inspected you do show that you did work there.
0: So so Jarvis, uh, and I want to move on here. So what my advice is, go and sign up on your PS. Go to your PSP. Okay? Go to your dashboard and like I said, just click on the enroll button and go ahead and enroll enroll to be able to s- and sign up for any alerts to your personal PSP record whether it be an inspection or whether the other thing is, just so you know, a lot of times, trucking companies will run your MBR, and they won't see a speeding ticket on there, right? But maybe you got a warning, all right, from a uh, trooper, and believe it or not, it goes in the PSP almost every damn time. Yes. So now you're thinking, oh, I don't, I got a clean record. I don't got any tickets. But then somebody runs your, your PSP, and they see, oh, my gosh, this guy's got two 15-over warnings. hmm Yeah. So drivers... Just letting you know, everybody's watching you. And uh, this is just another way for you guys at least to be aware, okay, of what's going on and what people are saying about you. Ruthanne moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Should we take another short break? Sure. Truck Parking Club is a network of instantly reservable daily and monthly truck parking locations throughout the U.S. Truck Parking Club helps connect truckers to truck parking locations throughout the U.S. via truckparkingclub.com. Our network's is made up of property owners that have locations adequate for truck parking to list on the platform. This includes trucking companies, storage companies, CDL schools, Trailer leasing companies, real estate investors, truck parking operators, and more. Go to truckparkingclub.com today. If you're a driver looking for a new trucking job, check out NCI. NCI offers the following new Kenworth T680s, competitive wages, solo team and students welcome, plus a full benefit package for you your family check them out today at eight 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 three one one seven zero seven six that's eight 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 seven zero seven six and tell them talk cdl sent you all right we're back we're back hey i I don't normally bring up certain things in the news that are kind of crappy but um, I thought I would bring this up real quick. It's just a short little thing i seen in Connecticut. I think it happened. Um, I call it crapper truck flips. Um, a septic truck flipped. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you get a kick out of that. I'm serious, though. It did happen. It said a septic truck rollover crash caused. it has got to be shitty. <laughs> yeah, it's really crappy news. But it, it, it says it, it caused delays on Interstate 91 north of Enfield, According to the Department of Energy and and, uh, Environmental Protection, the State Department of Transportation says traffic was backed up for miles in an area of exits 40 to 46. The crash was reported in the area of exit 45. 45. Connecticut State Police say they were notified of the crash about 3.10 p.m. So it was pretty messy that day, I'm guessing. It, and it doesn't say that, that it was spilled all over the place. It doesn't say that it was a stinky situation. It just says that the septic truck rolled over, fuel was leaking. I don't know if, you know, the contents came out. But if it did, I got to tell you, it was, you know, a crappy day.
1: I would say so. And even if the, if the contents did, that's another reason for the EPA or whatever, the environmental, because that's toxic stuff.
0: Yeah, and let's be honest. I've seen, like, rollovers of everything, beer trucks, everything flipped over. I remember remember up in Mass, a lobster truck once flipped, and literally, I remember that. It was loaded with lobsters, you know, cases of lobsters all over the place, and these were, like, live, and people were... Just Grabbing them, I would say. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people were getting... I heard about that day, and a lot of people were getting lobsters. But I would imagine that this truck, nobody was rushing to to get whatever spilled out.
1: No, I wouldn't think so. Uh-huh. No, that's just...
0: Ugh. So, anyways, moving on from it's that one, Ruth. On, yeah. yeah, so... Hey, you know, just something I want to talk about today, uh, just a touch on it. The... Uh, i seen a thing about yellow freight... You know, yellow, I don't even what, what they're even being called now. Yellow, one yellow, I think they're being called. Ye- you know who yellow is. They're just gigantic. Right. Uh, versus the union. And um, it's, I, I, I wrote a few things down, but I just wanted to kind of touch on it, talk about it for a few minutes. It says, under one yellow, nearly 1,000 drivers will see their jobs drastically change. It says, Jaludi, I'm, I'm not even sure if I pronounce this guy's name right. It says, who drives for yellow, uh, Yellow's YRC Freight and is based in Maybrook, New York. It says about 75 miles north of New York City. He is paid for every mile he runs. It says during a, uh, a May to June um, pay period. It says according to pay stubs, uh, Jaloudi or... Again, I don't want to insult the guy by not pronouncing his name right. Uh, uh, It says he earned thirty-six bucks an hour before taxes, and it says he doesn't usually unload freight. So I mean, and that's a pretty good wage. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, but now I'm going to tell you something. He lives seventy-five miles north in New York. I will guarantee you, thirty-six bucks an hour is not making a million dollars up there. You know damn well with the taxes and every how everything costs up there, it's it's insane. Yeah, but he's outside the city. It doesn't matter. New York itself is crazy with prices. You thirty, you need thirty six bucks an hour to live up there. You can't. You're not going to survive on. on well, well, I'm going to show you something. I did the math. I'll, I'll let me scroll down to the math. At thirty six bucks an hour, if you just got forty hours for the week, you you made fourteen hundred and forty dollars. Minus taxes, you'd bring home a thousand bucks. Okay, bring home a thousand dollars for a trucker is not a lot of money, especially in New York. You know damn well what his mortgage or his, his rent or whatever he's paying is costing. And besides, if you've been paying this guy this much, then you need to keep paying him, okay? If he got 10 hours of overtime, that would be $54 an hour. That would give him another 540 bucks. So he'd have about $1,980, just under 2000 bucks with mm-hmm. 10 hours of, of overtime. And so until they take your taxes out, you're probably down to $1,500, you, what do you think two thousand dollars minus taxes is going to be in New York I mean honestly I would say at least 500 bucks coming out of two grand wouldn't you think you have union dues too I mean most people pay at least 25 to 30 percent so even at 25 percent and union dues don't are not that much no it just was something that came in my head so anyways it's it says this it says um under one yellow um gelade, would be likely converted to a new role called utility driver where he would be expected to handle freight and take more local jobs. See, what's happening is, I didn't tell you this yet, but Yellow is looking to consolidate. And Yellow had bought out Holland, which is a good company. They bought out New Pen, which is, uh, was a good company. And so they took on all these companies and what happened was and this is where they got in they got into tr- troubles. They bought out a bunch of companies and with the companies came terminals and facilities. So with those facilities they were overlapping like for example you might have a yellow freight terminal Okay, and I'm just going to use um, Reading, Pennsylvania, for example. I know there's a new Penn tra- uh, terminal there. I don't know if for sure the there's a yellow freight terminal there, but I'm pretty sure there's one in Allentown, which is just up the street from Reading. It's really not that far.
1: Right, you'll have like a couple of terminals within a 60-mile radius.
0: Well, even... I, as In the article, it's a really big article. I don't want to read the whole thing. It, it, it states there are some that are two miles apart. Like in Kansas, I think they mentioned one that's only two miles from one. Like a Yellow facility and maybe a Holland. I'm not sure if it was Holland for sure, just as an example, where they're that close together. So Yellow is trying to say we need to consolidate and I guess right now they're looking to consolidate 24 of of 300 terminals. They're looking to chop out 24 terminals, which would really yield them some money. Yes, sell the building, right? Sell the building. Okay, but here's the problem. It says um, they're wanting to um, do this, and so what's going to happen to guys like Gelati, um, he would be converted to a new title called utility driver. It says he would have to take on... His hourly rate that he typically only earns while waiting at a door, while waiting to be loaded, he's only getting twenty-seven dollars an hour. So they
1: want to drop him from thirty-six while driving to twenty-seven all the time.
0: Yes, they. This is exactly what they're wanting to do. Not just to this guy, to all drivers that they're converting. I sense a union strike. Oh, yeah, there's no <laughs> doubt. The, yeah, the union is definitely like, no, we're not going to do that to these drivers. Right?
1: You can't do that. You can't change them that drastically.
0: And I know there's a lot of guys out there going, oh, who cares? They're the freaking union. Let them go bust. Well, that's, you know, honestly, truly. Here's a driver, a truck driver, a brother trucker that's making $36 an hour. He's been there, on, I, I, I guess he's been there quite a long time. And he's built himself up to 36 bucks an hour while he's driving. And they're wanting to cut them down to 27. It, and it does say: it says Yellow is seeking to convert about 1,000 out of 6,000 line haul truck drivers to this role. So a thousand of these guys are about to take almost a ten dollar an hour pay cut. It says, but then it goes on to say, but they're getting a dollar, about a dollar seventy seven raise. So not on the thirty six dollars. So they're looking to give these guys a uh, a dollar something hour raise on top of their twenty seven that they're looking to steal from them. Personally, I call it stealing. They're looking to take take. These are loyal drivers that have been with them, and now they're looking to cut their wages. Go ahead.
1: Well, it sounds like they're dropping them. Like if they're getting 27 and they're not giving them a dollar something in a raise. So just say like 29, they're going to be getting then, um, from the 36, they're still losing seven bucks an hour.
0: Right. Yeah. And basically, yeah, you're right. But you
1: also said that he didn't have to touch freight and now he's going to have to.
0: Yes. Now he has to also unload. Is he going to get paid for that unloading? That now that I don't know if what is there a different hourly rate? See what they're trying to do is do what they're calling super regional now, so they're trying to retitle everything, and to be honest with you, listen, it still takes the same amount of drivers to get the freight delivered. So what's happening is they're trying to retitle things, chop out some terminals, and they're gonna they're gonna lay off. Um, X amount of drivers, okay. Also, not not drivers, but dock workers are are losing their jobs. Aww. Yeah, exactly. So I do agree. Now, listen, I, here, let me tell you this: I do one hundred percent agree that if you have two terminals within a couple miles of each other, that's that's you, you are you really do need to straighten that out.
1: Yeah. So, so in fact, if they want to really make money, instead of selling the terminal. Turn it into um, truck parking.
0: Well, I mean, it's, that's an idea. Um, it, listen, I wrote a few notes down. Yellow's been in business since, uh, for 94 years. They're a $1.5 billion in debt right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. It says they received a $700 million loan during covid and which, of course, they paid back $56 million of it. So they basically still have about a $650 million debt to the government. Okay. Um, it says uh, Teamsters, Teamster General President Sean O'Brien said, Yellow claims they will be bankrupt if the consolidation doesn't happen by August. So this is what the Teamster O'Brien said that um, Yellow claims that they're going to go out of business and yellow has been crying. They're going to go out of business for many years. Oh yeah. I, I at least know of 10. Yeah. In, in fact, in 2009, when, um, the economy was bad, they actually were really close to filing bankruptcy back then. It says they're basically wanting to shut down 24 facilities. Um, and, and again, you know why, um, to me, to me, I'm cool with facilities being shut down. I am. Unfortunately, the, the, the guys that are running the forklifts are probably going to lose their job, okay? Because my, my guess is they won't have room to bring them over five miles down the road. Maybe they will. I don't know that part. But the truckers that are running this freight, for them to to chop these guys seven to ten dollars an hour. I don't believe in that and neither does the union so the union is saying no oh, we're not going to do that and so it's gonna be a big fight in order to see what happens personally um, they said that they've already done the West coast so like California and all that they've already done this where they took out the terminals that you know they deemed okay we'll close this one and operate out of this one. And they've already converted drivers out there, I guess, to this new utility driver title. And they said that now they're seeing profit in those terminals. Okay. Understandable. But there's got to be a way that if the driver has reached a certain rate, a certain wage, and he's not going to be compensated, okay, in this new title, I almost think that the law, hopefully, is on this driver, on these drivers' side.
1: I, I think that the union will definitely stand by their drivers. I, I mean, I understand the facility shutting down um, and consolidating, but like you said, it, it would stink to have these personnel in that facility lose their job it would be nice if they can combine them to the other facility somehow find a place for them or give them the option you know to to leave but i bet they can still get a good profit by turning it into some of them you know truck parking because it is such a necessity and if you have a whole open facility especially if it's fenced in you could get companies that would easily give you a monthly rate to let them park their trucks there, so it'd be something that they should definitely look into.
0: Yeah, so I, I'm just doing the math. So twenty nine dollars an hour, like you said, they're they're gonna lose nine but get a dollar seventy seven raise. So even if they're getting twenty nine dollars an hour now instead, so they're gonna go from like fourteen hundred and forty dollars forty hours a week down to eleven sixty. So they're gonna take a two hundred. About an eight hundred dollar a month pay cut for their same hours for their same regular forty hour week. Plus touching freight. I mean, and, and, and you look at this, right? I mean, there's a lot of guys out there that are not union that are actually making, you know, decent money as truck drivers. But for a truck driver, you know, if if, if you just had a forty hour week at eleven sixty, till you tax it, he's under he's under a thousand dollars, you know, and twenty-nine dollars an hour. Times 0.5 um, is um, let's see another 1450 an hour. So 1450, okay, plus 29 is 43 dollars an hour. Times 10 would be another 430 dollars. For so if you did a 50 hour a week, you'd have 1160 and another 430. Okay, plus 1160. You're you're looking at oops. Eleven sixty plus four thirty. I'm rough, just just roughly. So about sixteen hundred dollars minus taxes. Now they're bringing home twelve hundred dollars. I know, I know companies right now that um, drivers are bringing home you know a thousand to thirteen hundred dollars every week, clear. That's after taxes, and they're not union. Mm-hmm. And my whole point is, you know, to take these guys and make them go backwards in wages. I know. Ever since COVID and the rates were really high and then they dropped, I know a lot of trucking companies are trying to bring guys' wages down. Okay. And a lot of them have. Like uh, a lot of those companies that were paying 70, 80, 90 cents a mile, a lot of companies have gone down to 60 cents a mile, 65 cents a mile, even 55 cents a mile. And those are the drivers that are getting the miles. Mm-hmm. Um it's a shame that they had to be chopped like that. But to chop a guy's hourly rate, honestly, that's actually been with you for a long time. I, I don't, I just don't buy that. You know what I mean? Because I'm going to tell you right now, his wages had nothing to do with COVID. You know what I'm saying?
1: Oh, yeah, no. he He didn't have anything to do with it at all, period. Whether it be his wages or, you know, what he did as
0: his job description. Right. And, and here's the other thing. Inflation is going through the roof. I know. It's crazy. People are paying a million dollars for everything. Eggs keep fluctuating from two bucks to five bucks. You know what I mean? It's like one week you walk. All I'm saying is, who's getting all that profit? Demand. Right. Exactly. So somewhere along the line, you cannot just go and take from a guy that's actually... I just think you can't... If you built your wages up... And like I said, I I don't wanna beat a dead horse here, but if you literally before COVID were making this kind of wage.
1: Can we use a different term?
0: Beat beat oh. See,
1: I don't I, I like horses, so I don't like when you say that one. So can we think of well, something why else? Why do you think
0: they where do you think beat a dead horse came from? I'm gonna guess um, probably in the Calvary, when they were riding so hard that the horse probably died and you're trying to whip him to get up and keep going. My, that would be my guess where they that term came from, trying to beat still a dead horse. Still don't like the imagery. Trying to get him going.
1: I still don't like the imagery. Okay. Let's say like
0: beat a snake. I, really know. <laughs> I like beating snakes. Beat a dead snake. Anyways, so I guess we'll see how this plays out in the end with yellow. And yeah, it's pretty much the podcast this week it's been a kind of a humdrum week in trucking i think that um summer is about to kick in is it what's what's the summer the 21st isn't it like the 21st yeah it's this week the first day of summer will be this week yeah the f- 21st of june is is the first day of summer and i think the around the 21st of december is the first day of winter yeah something like that it goes so everybody's gearing up. You truckers are about to take your summer vacations. Get to the beach. Hey, can I remind truckers of one thing? Uh, sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, try to keep your bobtail off the beach. Every year, a couple truckers end up sinking in the sand. There's a thing called sugar sand, and there's a thing called pack sand. If you're if you get in the in sugar sand in on the beach, there's a good chance that you're going to be stuck. Now, I will give you some advice. If you do. Decide, hey, I'm going to be really cool. I'm going to get on South Padre Island or I'm going to get on Daytona. Where, you know, places where you're allowed to you know drive on the beaches. If you decide to get on a beach, especially the Outer Banks, you get up there, and all of a sudden you realize you go to pull out and your tractor's stuck. Uh, there's a real simple trick without having to call a wrecker service. Drop about 20 pounds out of your, your tractor tires, out of your drive tires. In fact, even maybe more with a, uh, a, uh, a semi and you should be able to just drive right out of any stuck sugar sand. It, it's a trick that everybody knows that lives near beaches, but most guys that show up and fall asleep on the beach and then go to pull out and they're stuck. <laughs> um, it ruins their day. Yeah. It'll ruin your day. If you've got to call your dispatcher and say, Hey, uh, um I'm gonna be late. Yeah. Can you get me a wrecker? I'm stuck on the beach. I'm literally on I'm I'm on level ground and I can't get out. I promise you all you gotta do is let out some air and you'll be able to roll. Ruthann, that's the podcast. What do you got? The,
1: well, first I wanna say, since this is gonna come out before Father's Day, happy Father's Day to all you chuckers out there and fathers of chuckers and
0: Father, fathers, fathers! Happy Father's Day! Happy Father's Day. Day! Yeah, and and future fathers, yeah. all you young truckers that that are you know haven't found love yet, or or maybe you're just getting married. Lord willing, you'll have a couple babies. So happy future Father's Day! You know, we got a we got a, a freaking um, holiday for everything in this country.
1: I mean, you we name. We do, it. we do. I. I I mean, there's so many holidays, I don't see how we get any work
0: days in anymore.
1: No, Monday's going to be a holiday.
0: Juneteenth. Juneteenth. I mean, I'm just saying, it used to be like, what, Veterans Day, 4th of July, Memorial Day. We still have those. Thanksgiving. I'm just saying, they were the main ones. And now all of a sudden, there's a holiday for everything in this country. It used
1: to be like 8 to 12, or 10 to 12 that we had in a year, when you added like all of our majors. Now it's like 20.
0: 20. I'll bet you there's a lot more than that. It yeah, seems no, like... We'll have to sit down and count them. Yeah. So, anyways, right. what do you got for us this weekend?
1: My word of the day. Which is by... Word Genius.
0: Word Genius. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready.
1: Labile. What? Labile. Labile? Yeah, I'm going play it again. Yeah, sure. Labile.
0: Labile. Labile. Yes, labile. Do it one more time. If you don't mind, I'm going to turn the mic up for you.
1: Labile.
0: Labile. Labile. What, what does it even mean?
1: Liable to change or easily altered. The second definition is, okay, I'm, I, I'm going to read the full part of it, but it it's simplified at it, the last two words. Of or characterized by emotions that are easily aroused or freely expressed and that tend to alter quickly and spontaneously. The easy way of saying it? Emotionally unstable,
0: really. So <laughs> if you're label, you're not... you're
1: either easily altered um, as far as like you know unhuman or whatever. But if you're if they want to label you as being human, it's emotionally unstable. You're labile.
0: See now, um, that kind of brings up a conversation from yesterday. No, um, it does. No. So Ruthanne has this little mini schnauzer, and she takes it in the store with her. She's one of those little ladies that'll take it in the store. And it says, what does it say on the side of her patch? Emotional. Support dog. Support dog, right? So if you would put labile on there instead, because to me, I would never want to be labeled Um, Emotionally support. I I need emotional support. My doggy gets. I'm just saying. She is great. You have no idea how many people have
1: felt better after they cuddled her.
0: I understand that, but I'm just saying, I, I would, if me personally, I will not, I would never want to walk a dog in a store that says, uh, it's almost like th- there's the guy with the emotional support dog. Watch. He doesn't pull a gun out or something. He's, he's PTSD. unstable. Hey, Pete, he's label. P- a lot of
1: vets have PTSD and a lot of them have emotional support dogs and they happen to be like shepherds and stuff. Just saying.
0: I know, man. I'm just saying I wouldn't want the label. I wouldn't want the label. I'm. I'm emotionally in need of something.
1: You don't want to be labeled libel?
0: Exactly. Labile? I wouldn't want to. Labile. Yeah, no. Hey, Ruthann, we're out of here. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.